0: it's impossible to talk about blockchain these days without discussing nfts while we do another podcast specializing in the space called the nifty show from time to time we like to make sure we do the nft space justice and bring you a quality interview for bad crypto today we're pleased to welcome josh frazier from origin protocol to the show to discuss blau charlie bit me and more from the rapidly growing nft world let's demystify digital collectibles and decentralized market places, and listen to some of your voicemails on this corny episode number 535 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. 5. Perfect is it, Sir Lord Travis, right, that we are corny to begin with with our bad dad jokes, and that corn has kind of become the national vegetable for the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. So, well, that's a good start. I don't I don't think we have an official bird yet.
0: No, what would it be? I don't
1: know. Probably a turkey or something. <laughs> 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 is there is there a bird that happens to eat more corn than others? I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's like you gotta get like you gotta get a special flower. Well, Bad Cryptopia is is a is a fictitious land in our brains. And uh no, it's not you're, you're, it's real. It's real it's real, man. You're fictitious. Wait, it should be a metaverse. Like there should be a metaverse bad cryptopia. I guess there kind of is on uh on the, on the uplift the, the uplift land, yeah there yeah. is
0: a metaverse and it's starting to come together and uh, zach is working on getting more stuff created in there he's like you know so the way the uplift is going to work is that if people spend time in your section of the world you earn this upliftium token mm. right so you get paid so he's coming up with he's like got a, a battle um arena That he's creating so people can actually fight in this arena and give them another reason to come to Bad Cryptopia.
1: Yeah, like bring your biggest and your baddest and come to Bad Cryptopia and get in the octagon of doom.
0: (laughs) Octagon of corn. Yeah,
1: the octagon (laughs) of corn. We're so corny. We're so corny. Mm. How corny are we? Well,
0: we'll sell, we'll tell you sometime. Hopefully. Yeah, so corny that uh, we've got a sponsor that isn't corny at all, Animoca Brands. These guys are blowing it up, Yatsu and his team. They do not stop. Every week I get notifications of news coming from their media team, and they do not stop. And uh, keep dropping the news. So Can't whether, stop, won't stop. No. Whether it's F1 Delta Time or Gamey or Quid.
1: Or their badass Rev Token. the
0: Rev Token, which is blowing up right now from uh, from the F1 Delta Time game. Uh, they're on to something, gang. AnimocaBrands.com. Go check them out and tell them that Bad Crypto sent you. And uh, we asked you to pick up an order uh, of a dozen ears of corn
1: from them. There's not actually anybody that you can talk to. It's not like there's like an Animoca brand rep. You don't know that. Have you ever tried? Yeah, I'd like to tell you. How'd you come here? Well, you know, Bad Crypto sent us. And um, just try out their amazing things. They do all kinds of, I mean, the Sandbox, Quid. I mean, come on, they're all over the place.
0: You're all over the
1: place. I am all, I'm. we're actually in my place today.
0: Yeah, we're broadcasting to you from the Trav Villa, and we've got a great interview with Josh Frazier From origin protocol so with no further ado let's go to that bringing nfts to the masses that's what we are all about and we're not alone in this space as many other companies are working to do the very same thing one of them is origin protocol blockchain platform helping to decentralize marketplaces and guess what bring nfts to the masses we have with us josh frazier the co-founder of Origin Protocol, he's OP. Yeah, you know me. Uh, <laughs> these guys are, are responsible for the record-breaking NFT sale of Charlie Bit My Finger, sold for over seven hundred and sixty thousand dollars. They've also worked with Blau and a number of others. Josh, welcome to Bad Crypto.
2: Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's great to be with you, Joel and Travis as
0: well. Yeah, Travis too. It's it's better to be with me, but it's okay to be with
1: Travis. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. Yeah,
0: it's, it's an okay thing. <laughs> uh,
1: so let's,
0: uh, let's do a little history here before we jump into, you know, what Origin is doing now. What brought you down the crypto and then the NFT rabbit hole?
2: Yeah. So Origin has been around since 2017. Uh, we originally started out with this grand vision of building a marketplace for anything. like uh, Airbnb or, or Uber, uh, but on the blockchain. Uh, and it turns out that's really, really hard. Uh, and so we've uh, continued to pivot and, and try different things over the years, but really stayed in, in this theme of how people can actually buy and sell things uh, using cryptocurrency. Uh, and at the end of you know uh, last year, we made a concerted effort to focus on, let's build up things that are actually native to crypto and, and focus, we've built this enormous community around Origin, we have all these people who, are, who love Origin and are in crypto. Let's focus on things that they're into. Uh, and so we started with two experiments. One was uh, our own stable coin called Origin Dollar, which we can talk about later. So, yield generating a stable coin earns a yield while it's sitting in your wallet. Uh, and then the second thing we started experimenting with was NFTs. Uh, and so we built out uh, an NFT auction site for one of our. Uh, longtime friends, Justin Blau, uh, and said, let's let's see, like, let's just run a, a, an experiment and see, uh, you know, if we have more success, if we focus on uh, selling NFTs than some of these uh, storefronts that we've been, been running. Uh, and it broke everyone's expectations. We ended up selling uh, $11.7 million worth of NFTs on our first sale. Uh, and then uh, that got the attention of you know, the entire music industry. Obviously, people say, Justin Blau. I, wait, I have 10, 100 times more followers or listens on Spotify than him. Uh, maybe I should get into NFTs, too. And so uh, since then, we've been uh, scaling out. We've done uh, a, a long list of NFT sales now um, for, with people like Jake Paul and other musician, musical artists like Lupe Fiasco. Uh, one Republic, Ryan Tedder from One Republic, um, and the uh, Charlie Bit Me NFT uh, sale, which you mentioned as well. So it's been a, a long and winding journey to to get to where we are today.
1: That's awesome. I was actually one of the, uh, I was in the top ten of the Blau uh, uh, auction until about the last couple of hours, I think, when people started to bid, and then when that last bid happened. And then all those people like pa, 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 pa and I got I got pushed down to like <laughs> in the 30s or something. And then those those final bids were in the millions. It was just insane. Like you you had to you had to uh, have been watching that thing with just complete just awe of how the the people were were jumping in, wanted to be part of Justin's deal. And I was having conversations with Justin as well, as I connected with him on a on a clubhouse, and and I was like, "How do I, I bid it?" And I said. My name was Bad Crypto, so I was like, I was like, well, <laughs> we got some, we got some, uh, you know, some good publicity there for a while till the last, till the last few people came in, and I think Whale Shark was one of the guys who was the, if not the final bidder, he was like in the top
2: two, right? he came in second, yeah, he came in second place, yeah.
1: So that whole thing was an experience. You guys had learned a lot from that, and it was like what a, a forty eight hour deal or something or seventy forty eight hour auction, yeah. And then so whenever the last whenever the last bid happens, what you had to wait 10 minutes or so, like the auction got extended every 10 minutes or something?
2: Yeah, it was a it did a, a pre-minute extension. So extension. Uh, uh it made it so what what was really novel about this auction we've done uh, is that we use this leaderboard format, um, where in a typical auction you have one winner uh, and everyone else goes home empty handed, even if they're willing to have paid something. Uh, and so the, the kind of a novel idea with, with what we did with Blau is, let's have a leaderboard where you have multiple winners. In Blau's auction, he had 33 different winners uh, in his auction. And everyone gets NFTs. But there's different tiers, gold tier, silver tier. And you get an, uh, NFT, and you get an <laughs> NFT.
1: And you get
0: an <laughs>
1: NFT.
2: <laughs> you get an
0: NFT.
1: Yeah, I think he, and the- he, had, mentioned, he had mentioned that, he had, that Blau had, had seen that leaderboard thing in, like, Macau in a casino, or something. And he said, that's how I wanted to kind of do my auction, because I guess it was like whoever paid the most for a bottle of champagne or something. And then all these people were competing against one another. And he said, that would be fun to do in an auction scenario, right?
2: Exactly right. Um, And and so what we saw was, you know, the winner paid, you know, $3.6 million, uh, but notably the second place winner also paid $3.5 million uh, and on down the line. So uh very uh, obviously very profitable for for blau um that that format but i think it was a um it was really also we were able to create a whole experience around it It was fun and engaging for everyone who participated and will shark came in second place paid 3.5 million dollars uh and immediately jumped on twitter and was like that was the most fun experience i've had like origin of that built like a super smooth platform um this is like he, he was really happy and, and really loved the experience so um, we, we, were really proud of that and, and glad everyone had a, a really good time. For it.
0: We're, we're definitely seeing a, a proliferation of internet and web nostalgia now being sold as memes and Charlie bit kind of helped lead the way. Did you, you know, I have to know what was your mindset before you guys sold that? And were you surprised, shocked, stunned, otherwise blown away when it went for more than three quarters of a million dollars?
2: Yeah, it was it was interesting. So the the family saw what we did with Blau. They reached out and they said, "Hey, we have this video. Don't know if you've heard of it before." And we're like, "Are you kidding?" Like everyone on the internet has seen this video. Like this is one of the most uh, watched videos of of all time eight hundred eighty million views. And we said, "Like let's make a, an NFT out of it." And as we as we started talking to them, um, one of the ideas that came up was like, "What if we actually deleted the video?" from youtube uh and let the the own like the only um like the, the winner of the auction be the only holder of this video um and we're like wow that's that that certainly gets people's attention because no one you know videos are deleted from youtube every day but no one's ever had the audacity to delete a video with 880 million views before uh and so that's what that's what they did um and so you know that helped us you know that story helped uh, really get the attention of, of, you know, media all around the world. This was covered by pretty much every major news organization around the world, like from the BBC to the New York Times, to LA Times, to CNN, to CNBC. Like this was to your local radio station. Like this, this story went absolutely everywhere. Uh, and so we were, you know, we were you know, so blown away by how much attention this story got. Everyone was talking about it. My non-tech friends who know nothing about crypto were talking about it, uh, and so we, you know, we came into it um, with, with uh, you know pretty excited to to see what would happen. And of course, uh, the timing of the auction couldn't have been worse. It landed on like one of the bloodiest days in the market, um, and so uh, even you know, despite that, it was it was still a super exciting outcome. Um, F Music has been a, a big collector of um, meme. Um, NFTs. Uh, he, he did, he bought like disaster girl and some of these other memes that uh, sold as NFTs. So, um, not too surprised he ended up being the winner and and we were super excited uh, by how it all went as well.
1: That, that's great. So if you look at your website, it says NFTs plus DeFi and you're bringing them to the masses. And if I look at your product page, I see a really cool infographic here with the application layer, the developer tools, the origin tokens, and then the open source protocols so maybe maybe you know for the folks who are listening who really love crypto but don't really care about nfts explain the whole protocol and what does it do because it seems like it's now nfts is a thing that you do uh, oh by the way but you yep. also do some of this other stuff
2: yeah so there's there's really uh, a couple different things to understand so first we've talked about the nfts uh the second product we have is origin dollar which is our own stable coin which we launched uh, and and um, if you look at, you know, uh, interest rates across the board, they've just plummeted, right? In traditional finance, uh, you, your Bank of America account gives you nothing. Uh, you're, you're lucky if you can find something that gives you a fraction of a, a percent uh, of interest or yield. Uh, but if you look at DeFi, the yields are crazy. You can get, you know, easily get 20% APY uh, or more uh, in DeFi. Um, you know, it, it ebbs and flows with uh, with the market right now, the, the yields are, are, you know, single digits, but um, we've seen them go as high as uh, triple digits uh, in DeFi. And it's all powered by, you know, the lending protocols like Compound and Aave and the trading, the fees that are generated on the trading platforms like, um, you know, Uniswap or Curve. Uh, and then all the incentive tokens that are given away by these protocols as well, where they incentivize, uh, people with with free tokens uh, for for being uh, users of these these protocols. So there's always yield. is available in DeFi, but it's just really hard for the average person to get access to it. And once you once you jump into DeFi, you find there's a lot of work involved uh, with what we call yield farming, right? Of uh, you you have to stake your your tokens, uh, then you have to claim your rewards, and you have to take those rewards to an exchange. You have to sell them, then you have to take your you know stable coins back. Reinvest them back into uh, the yield farm again, uh, and you have to keep repeating this process to get the compound interest uh, um, and those gains. Uh, and, and you have to, you know, continue watching it and, and figuring out where the highest yields are and move stuff around constantly. And, and so, what Origin Dollar does is it takes all of that work and it automates it and hides all of the complexity into a single coin, where uh, you you deposit. Uh, stable coins uh, into origin dollar. Uh, and then those get deployed into these different yield generating uh, opportunities in DeFi, rebalances to try and find the highest yield. Uh, and then when there's rewards tokens, they, it automatically liquidates them, reinvest them back in the protocol. Uh, so you get that compound interest. And, th- and then the extra yield just shows up in your wallet automatically as extra units. Oh. Of origin dollar, Uh, so it's a rebasing token, which is a little bit different from um, uh, most of our cryptocurrencies out there. So most of our cryptocurrencies, you have a hundred units in your wallet, and then the price of of the value of those units goes up and down with the market. With origin dollar, they're always worth one. One origin dollar is always worth one dollar. Can always be redeemed for one dollar of underlying assets, but it grows in your wallet. So you'll have a hundred. 100 units in your wallet today and 101 units in your wallet tomorrow. And so as it, um, as it gains, generates yield in the market, uh, but it, your balance will only continue to grow. Uh, and one of the things that's cool about this is I can send you a hundred dollars uh, and the minute it hits your wallet, it starts to grow in your wallet. I
1: have a question we all, around this real we'll yeah. quick, let me add on to this. So I'm looking at the origin dollar, that's the OUSD. I'm looking at it on CoinGecko and right now there's 19,299,029 of them. and it says there's a max supply of that. So how, how does that work if more uh, you know more money gets poured into that, the market cap should is, are there going to be more of those that can be generated and that max supply
2: is uh, arbitrary? Yeah, it's it's backed by other stable coins. So that's just showing that's just telling you how many origin dollars are in uh, circulation today, around 20 million, like you said, Uh, but that there's no cap on that. That could be, uh, you can, can, anyone in the world can mint more origin dollars. Um, You mint it by uh, depositing USDT, USDC or DAI uh, and then you can also redeem it. So you can, it's always redeemable. Uh, You can always uh, sell your origin dollar uh, for those underlying assets as well.
0: Most excellent. So let's dig into the future of NFTs a little bit. You know, we sure. have definitely looked towards the future, and we see a day where the marketplaces are all cross-chain. You know, you can buy something on Ethereum and sell it on Wax. I, I'm assuming you see that coming as well, and and if so, how soon? Into the future, will we be saying, "Remember when you used to have to go buy NFTs on one marketplace chain, and but you couldn't use them over here"?
2: Yeah, I think in, interoperability is is going to take a while to to figure out, um, but but we're getting sort of early look at some of the use cases that are coming, uh, because we're getting you know we're we're in discussions with a lot of the big brands that are thinking about how to do this. Um, And I can tell you pretty much everyone in the world is thinking about NFTs right now. Like every major company is thinking about what's their NFT angle, Um, pick any sort of big brand or uh, tech platform they use. And um, you can start imagining how they're um, going to fit uh, some sort of digital goods or or assets into that. Um, Vintropability is going to take a while to figure out where some people are thinking, is it going to be on, you know, is it going to happen on Ethereum? Is it going to happen on an alternate chain? We see Binance entering um, the space with um, their own marketplace for NFTs. We see um, uh, Wax, like you, like you said. Um, NBA Top Shop guys uh, are, are obviously building on flow. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, different people building in the space. What we're seeing is um, for the high-end drops, right? The things like the Blau Drop or Charlie Bitney, Collectors are still putting a premium on Ethereum NFTs. Uh, And so for those really high profile, really notable type drops, I think we're going to continue to see Ethereum be the leader uh, for the time being. But you don't have to have the same security. Not not everything needs the same security guarantees or the same decentralization as Ethereum offers. And so I think we're going to see proliferation of our our options um, that, that help get that price point down where you can actually start selling things like tickets to events uh, with NFTs. It's not, it doesn't make sense on Ethereum today because you'll spend you know, $100 minting the NFT. It doesn't leave a whole lot of margin for the, the concert where you want to sell a ticket to. But if you're doing it on uh, a Binance chain or you're doing it on Solana or you're doing it on Flow, suddenly that doesn't become a problem anymore. And so I think um, these alternate chains are really going to unlock all of these new types of use cases, which uh, everyone's talking about and envisioning, but we haven't really seen takeoff yet.
1: Hmm. So is is uh, Origin going to be sort of cross chain? Because right now it's like, you guys are built on Ethereum, right? You are an e- Ethereum and ERC-20, so you're built on that. And then are you gonna, are you looking to, to do some bridges to pull some of those others in from Flow, from Solana, maybe
2: Wax, some other stuff? Yeah, we're, we're looking at it right now uh, to figure out what the best uh, solution is like we're we're looking at uh, try try and decide is it, something we're actively trying to figure out on like where is the market demand what do the collectors want we you know because we started out with these high profile drops most of the collectors we know are you know biased towards the Ethereum um, wanting to do you know these these high profile drops we, we are very interested in the long tail um, and how we can bring the price point down how we can serve a, a breaker a broader market. Um, and I think that'll probably look like a combination of things. I think our, our vision is to give the options to the creator, uh, where they can choose uh, what type of uh, which which chain they want to use and what's appropriate for um, what they want to do. And so it really comes down to the community that you're building around the NFT. Uh, and so if you're, um, if your community is excited to buy like Solana NFTs, then we can, um, we would like to be the, the platform that helps power that for you. If, you're, if your community is more excited about Ethereum NFTs, then, then we would want to do that. Um, and, and so that's, that's kind of how we're, we're, we're thinking about it.
0: Now, I don't see that Origin has its own marketplace. Am I missing it? Because when I go to Origin Protocol, uh, I'm not spotting that, or do you just create yeah. the marketplaces for others?
2: Yeah, so it, it's coming. So we have these um, we have these storefronts where we sell NFTs for these, these brands. Big differentiator for Origin is we allow creators to sell their NFTs on their own websites, under their own brands. So this is very different from like a Nifty gateway or an OpenSea where you're selling NFTs and you're just one in a, in a uh, sea, pun intended, of, of other NFTs. Here you actually get to control the whole experience. Uh, And so that's one of the biggest differentiators for Origin and and what we're doing today. Um, Where we're going is we're going to turn on a marketplace and and it's going going to be sort of two two versions of it. First is uh, for the creator himself. So um, for Blau on on his site, we'll turn on the market when that comes live. You'll have a place where um, you can just buy and sell um, Blau's NFTs. And so it'll be all of his NFTs uh, and this is particularly interesting for brands, right? If you're Disney uh, and you have like all of your Disney NFTs, you want them to be in um, one place where everything's on brand. You don't have to worry about, you know, Playboy NFTs showing up right next to the Disney NFTs. It, it doesn't, doesn't really work well for them. So you can have one, one storefront um, where um, one brand or one creator can have all of their NFTs and then people can buy and sell. And the secondary market is very, very important to the NFT space. There's obviously a lot of people who are speculating on the space or buying them just because they think they are going to appreciate in value. Uh, And so that's something that that we certainly uh, understand and support. Um, The second thing that creators care about is uh, how how do we get more eyeballs? How do we get more customers for these? Uh, And so not only is there a a, a site-specific marketplace, but we're also building out an uh, aggregated marketplace. And so that that's basically going to take all of the NFTs that have been available uh, or sold across all of these individual sites, uh, and we'll roll them up into one aggregated site where now collectors have one place to go, uh, to go see a whole bunch of uh, really great and high quality NFTs. Uh, and so those are the, the sort of two different flavors of the marketplace that, that we're working on and, and plan to launch in the very near future.
1: Mm. So I'm looking here on, on the site as well. I see an NFT launch pad. And, and I want to I ask about that, but I also want to ask about this because a lot of you know people talk about NFTs and how right now they're pretty static in the use case. There's not a lot of utility yet with the NFTs. So maybe let's talk about the NFT launch pad. And then are there going to be some are you looking to you know integrate ways where people can utilize their NFTs in, in unique ways, or is it just going to be a storage in a marketplace?
2: Yeah, no, we're, we're very interested in like how these can actually unlock new types of use cases that aren't available today. Um, so the Launchpad is really um, kind of like our site builder. tool that helps you um, build your own site, set up your own drop, um, set your calendar when you want to launch it. Uh, and actually all the Take care of all the technical details of like actually minting the NFTs and, and making those you know distributing those to, to your buyers. Mm-hmm.
1: What kind um, of fees are involved with that? Is that is if the, it's like does Origin take a percentage of the sale? Is there a setup fee? Like how does that work?
2: Yeah, it's all just percentage based. So we take a percentage of a uh, of the fees of uh, of the revenue that's that's generated from that uh, from the sale. Um, and then we're ex- we're exploring you know different ways of how these tokens can act or these NFTs can actually unlock new experiences um, or give you access to things um, that haven't really been available before. Uh, we've seen some some really cool examples of how people have done this, uh, like for the, the top 100 DJ. Uh, they did one where they um, uh, released some brand new music that hadn't been uh, released before as an NFT. And then the top bidder in their auction actually got to name that song. Uh, that's being released on Spotify and all these other platforms. And so uh, uh, the the top winner got to name a song and then they also get invited on stage at their, um, anywhere they're they're playing, they can come on stage and be introduced as, you know, the the person who um, owns the NFT for a song and and actually uh, came up with a name for it. So we're seeing people do like really creative stuff around that. Um, We're also looking at how we can, uh, unlock access to private communities. So we've seen a good example around like board, um, board apes and uh, board ape yacht, yacht club. How you can actually um, have community around these NFTs um, and actually use these NFTs as access tokens to um, get get access to gated communities and 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 so we're we're exploring some some really cool stuff along that front as well. Well
0: you mentioned earlier that you do have a token that helps to power the platform in the ecosystem, the OGN. What is that all about?
2: So Origin Token is the native token for the origin platform and for anyone who wants to make a bet on the future of this community. OGN is is the way you can do that. Uh, it's currently available on all the top exchanges like Binance and Coinbase. Um, and it's, it's really tight. You know, our, our goal is tight into every product we build. Um, so for Origin Dollar, um, a percentage of yield that's generated by, uh, by our stablecoin is actually used to buy back OGN on the open market. Uh, that's all automated. The smart contracts actually do that, you know, all, all the time. Um, where it's actually buying back the, the token and as Origin dollar is more successful, uh, OGN uh, should be um, more successful and benefit from that as well. And then on the, the NFT marketplace side, uh, we've actually been doing some buybacks where we actually uh, took 50% of the revenue from uh, the NFT sales that we've done so far this, this year uh, and we went back and, and bought back OGN on the open market. Uh, and so uh, OGN is... is uh, obviously core to everything we, we do at origin and it's a, a great way for people who are excited about the future of DeFi and for nfts to participate in what we're building
0: perfect well you guys can go check out origin at originprotocol.com learn all about their plan to bring nfts and DeFi to the masses josh thanks for uh for coming on the show and sharing with us today thanks for having me on we really need to get Blau on the
2: show. We do.
1: The way that they... I was watching that. I was actually one of the, the bidders on that. I figured the thing would get really big. I had my name as Bad Crypto on the Blau uh, auction, and, man, I was I was there. I was number 26 right there until near the last, last couple minutes of the thing, and I would have gotten a cool special one, but then the big hitters came in, and I saw those bids go from... The top bid go from three hundred thousand dollars, and then and then every three minutes they would add three minutes to the clock, and I think it was like an extra hour and a half or so that it ended up the auction of up going on. That thing got up till what was it eleven point nine million or something ridiculous like that. Like it was crazy watching that Joel, and like whenever those that type of auction when when that happens like there there just becomes a feeding frenzy like it it was unlike anything i've ever seen online on an auction and especially with nfts and any auction ever with that three minute little timer and then boom and then more and then people just coming in and just oh so it just reset the whole thing it wasn't just the top bid mm-hmm. like everybody and they were coming in like oh well the bottom one the top, the number 33 one that's Seventeen thousand dollars or whatever it is, boom, eighteen thousand like and then the the thing resets. Like mm-hmm. it was crazy watching that thing.
0: You got blown out of the water.
1: But you know what? It said bad crypto up there for like pretty much the whole time.
0: Oh, wait. Does that not get any love blown out of the water?
1: Oh, Blau. Uh, Oh, nice. I I got out. Thank you very much. But yeah, we should get Justin Blau on the show. I've communicated with him a few times. His his publicist said, "Um, he's really busy and, um, you know, I don't know. You guys are not so special. So <laughs> my mom told special. me, my
0: mom said I was
1: special. You know, we looked at your metrics and you're just not blow enough. So <laughs> be more blow blow.
0: yourself. <laughs> he, we got blown off.
1: <laughs> totally blown off.
0: <laughs> well, listen, we have uh, encouraged you guys to call the bad crypto hotline. And many of you have. The number is 708-885-9030. And why don't we give a listen to a few of your voicemails now?
3: Hey, just leaving you guys, you knucklehead. The pandemonium in Panama. Wait, to take that back.
1: Not Panama,
3: Puerto Rico. You guys should go over the reasons, uh, tax implications of uh, of doing that and uh, what the community's like down there. But uh, keep up the bad work. Yeah, guys. there's
0: something here in Puerto Born Rico, up. part of their legislation to encourage. Uh, business and growth on the island especially after the devastating hurricane maria from a number of years ago is what they now call act 60 and essentially this means you can come to the island and become a resident of puerto rico So in order to encourage business here on the island and growth on the island, the um, island of Puerto Rico has some legislation called Act 60. There's two parts to it. The first part of it is if you become a resident, of the island which means you have to get your driver's license here and you know prove that this is your primary location uh within two years of establishing residency you have to have bought a place there's a donation you have to give to a puerto rican charity each year um and essentially since there's no taxation without representation and puerto rico is a commonwealth a territory of the u.s then you don't pay um federal you don't pay income taxes on your capital gains for your investments which is why a lot of crypto people are moving to Puerto Rico because no capital gains on your sweet bitcoin you know when that when that takes place the other part of act 60 is the export services so you set up your business here on the island but the business you do here has to be off the island you're creating an export service and so what you guys are listening to right now is one of our export services for the business being set up here is we're serving people off the island exporting this uh, podcast and our content and our nfts and other products and services that you know either travis or myself offer and with that um your business pays a flat four percent tax rather than traditional federal business taxes so that's why people are moving to puerto rico including the two of us
1: and we did have an episode on this not so long ago right we we chatted with didn't we do an episode on this or did we just have a, a business conversation with the two guys about when we were moving yeah, we in? didn't
0: we didn't we did not do an episode we didn't No, but maybe we should
1: yeah we should totally do an episode with these guys
0: okay so uh, thanks for the call. We appreciate that. And here is our next voicemail.
3: Hey, this is Zach. I just want to say, man, I really, really appreciate you guys. I do a lot of door dashing. And I listen to you guys literally nonstop over the about uh, last uh, 14 months. And you guys are funny as hell. You keep it real. And I just really appreciate you guys. Uh, I was listening to the uh, anniversary special tonight. And uh, the only thing that comes to my mind offhand, and I say it all the time, and I appreciate it, Joe. it makes my girlfriend laugh all the time, is let me grab my keys, grab my phone, grab my wallet. Let me grab my keys, grab my phone, grab my wallet. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys, and uh, I'm going to leave you guys some five-star reviews. Thanks.
1: That's funny. Um, So Adam Sandler has a song, Phone, Wallet, Keys, which made me laugh, but like, I, I don't know. I think it was like 2010 or 12 or so. Cause I remember we started. You had to have your phone. You guys, you had. To, you had to, I got my my first smartphone like 2007, 2008, right? Well, I had a had a trail before that, but it was always like it was the Macarena. Hey, where's my phone? Where's my wallet? Where's my keys? Hey, Macarena. I got my phone. Got my wallet. Got my keys. Hey, Macarena. Ah, ooh. And it's but Adam Sandler did a much better job. Like you got to check out phone, wallet, keys by Adam Sandler. Phone, wallet, keys. Gia. Phone. Wallet. Keys. Just those three things, please. Need my phone. Wallet. Keys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this dude's door dashing and listening to us. So that's something that we don't have in the areas of Puerto Rico that we're in. There ain't no Doordash here. I think they might have it in San Juan, mm. but uh, not in Umacao and Luquillo. And so uh, we kind of need that. So, Zach, can you DoorDash me, you know, some some uh, Torchy's Tacos down here, please?
1: Man, you know what? It's like here we are in Puerto Rico. And first of all, thanks for listening and being a big fan, man. We really appreciate that. We just, we're just two dudes talking crypto, cracking jokes, and we're a little corny. And that's just the way it goes. But we thank you definitely for tuning in. I'd like to, you know, here we are in a Hispanic community. And, like, I've still not found a burrito anywhere as good as Chipotle. Hmm. Not yet. I'm, I'm, I miss, I miss, you know what, and we went to a Mexican place today, but it was kind of a seafood Mexican place, uh, but actually it wasn't even, it, they just had lots of different types of food, but it's like I have not, I've had some, I've went to a couple places where I've had some great tacos, but I have not had an amazing burrito anywhere. I don't know where the best burrito is yet on this island. I intend to find it. Actually, I'm going to go, there's a Facebook group called uh, Puerto Rico Expats, so if you are somebody who lives in Puerto Rico and are from America, you can be in that group, and uh, I'm going to ask them and say, where's the best burrito in this place? Because Datto needs a burrito.
0: You know what we need? I saw somebody had created a Google map of their own that has all of the places of interest. Yes. Whether it's stuff to go see or restaurants. I did from Immutable. And that, that's what we need. We need acts, public access to the map with all the pins. And we well, can oh, just start cool checking on places yeah. off.
1: Yeah. Mm. Oh, and I messaged him, and then me and my kids went to go see a couple of those really cool waterfalls in yeah. in El Yunque National Forest. Mm-hmm. Like because this national forest here, it is the only U.S. national rainforest in all the U.S. parks and recreations. Mm. And holy shit, that road is the worst road you will ever drive on in your life. I well, there's probably worse ones, but holy cow, because the Cause of what? Because so much rain. And then the rain wants to create its own river, and so it just tears up those roads. Like They really need to they really need to go through the road system, see where the water naturally runs, and then just actually create like a little, you know, build like a little gutter into the road. So the roads will, oh my God, it was crazy, but we saw some amazing, amazing views. Puerto Rico is very beautiful, and I haven't even really uh, it, it researched it and, and actually explored nearly enough yet.
0: All right, let's see what uh, this next voicemail is.
3: Hey guys, Chef Mike here. Just wanted to call in and say keep up the good work. Love the show, long-time listener. Really enjoyed your fourth anniversary episode. It was a lot of fun reliving highlights from the past episodes. Thank you guys for doing that. And I just wanted to mention that I minted an NFT, perhaps the first ever flag of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, in honor of you guys and your four-year anniversary, uh, to, you know, shout out everybody's favorite Sir Lords, the Scottish landowners. Hoping you could check that out. It's on my OpenSea collection at BitFlags, B-I-T Flags, BitFlags, uh, Bit Sea. I'm just a public school teacher. I teach geography, uh, absolutely obsessed with flags. And uh, consider myself an amateur vexillologist, a studier of flags. So um, I make creative flag NFT artwork and thought I'd shout at you guys with a Republic of Bad Cryptopia flag. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, and thanks for the show. Really appreciate it. Glory to corn forever.
0: Glory to corn forever. So I went and looked it up and we have now seen the flag and it is hilarious.
1: D- at the beginning didn't he say he was chef something, yeah something? chef, mike. He goes chef mike chef mike and then he goes i'm a teacher so he's a teacher and a chef and a flagologist and a flagologist a, flag-o- <laughs> a flag bottomist um very cool yes yeah, so this this flag is a little corny it's super
0: corny we're gonna put it in the show notes you have to see it but basically in the center of it is an ear of corn <laughs>
1: How many was it? He just meant one?
0: There's one. It's up for auction right now. It's so what, there, you and
1: I got to outbid each other to see who gets it? Or
0: somebody else in the Republic might want it. It's currently, um, the minimum bid is .03 ETH, which is about $65 as of the time of the show. I figured we were going to bid on it, but I kind of want somebody from the Republic you know, other than us to own it, yeah. but you're welcome to. I, I mean- want to
1: say, what is up, Chef Mike? How come we didn't put that on wax and we could have minted a few of them? But that's cool that you uh, we got an auction out there, so there can be one owner of it. And maybe if you are the real, if you are the owner of this flag, then maybe you we can give you a uh, political position. Like we're all about nepotism here at the uh, Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Uh, if you if you want to bribe us, then you can get yourself a nice position of power. <laughs> Cause I mean that's what politics is all about, right? You know, it's like that's how it works. We need some bad crypto lobbyists. We got to get that squared away. And um, good stuff. Joel's over there type typing away.
0: We do we need a um, a national anthem? All hail Cryptopia, <laughs> land of the corn. Oh my gosh. <laughs> If we have any musicians out there you want to write us a national anthem. Oh, my
1: gosh. It's got to sound regal, too. It's got to be like the Olympics is going on right now, so take inspiration from the Olympics and, like, what would the Republic of Bad Cryptopia national anthem sound like? Because we're going to play it before all football games this year. (laughs) I like your beginning. All hail Cryptopia. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right, and we got one more. When mm. did
1: I last eat corn?
0: <laughs> Could swear it wasn't last night. It might have been the morn.
1: <laughs> Joel is talking crypto, and Travis is watching porn.
0: <laughs> All hail, Cryptopia. Cryptopia. We love like corn. corn. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right, one more piece of fan mail that we Joel promised.
1: is minting in a tease. <laughs> Travis is
0: watching. Poor dude.
1: All
0: right, somebody write it. We need. Yeah. We need the. We need the melody, and we need the lyrics finished. There's
1: got to be like an orchestra sound behind it. You yeah. know, like, you know, a bassoon. There's got to be a bassoon. A, in
0: it. I just like to say bassoon, 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 bassoon.
3: Um. Yes, I was calling about your car warranty.
1: uh I see the bad crypto is
0: run out. <clears throat> Damn it, Travis! Did you forget to renew the car warranty? <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
1: I apologize. I didn't realize that. I. Didn't that, realize was that was your resp- responsibility.
0: That was your responsibility <laughs> to renew the car
1: warranty. What was that? What's... I don't know. What that, I don't know what that was. I do have a new car. I got a new car in my life. It is the Smoky and the Bandit Trans Am. Oh yeah. It's the one in one eight one. 18th version of it. Mm-hmm. Got it on eBay. Eastbound and down. Love that movie. Rolling the, up and trucking. We gonna do what they say can't be done. We got a long way to go and, and a, a short, short time, time to, to get, get there, there. Where eastbound just watch old band and run. Now Smokey's got his ears on. Oh, never mind them breaks. Well, we got run, we got to run to make. Burt Boys all thirsty in Atlanta, and there's beer in Texarkana, and we'll break it down no matter what it takes. He's and down. Let me get my washboard. <laughs> you some bitch,
0: Jackie Gleason. That
1: was so good. I'm, that that role right there. That movie to me is like like Jackie Gleason makes that, and he <sighs> like he he just. The shit that he says in that movie is just so funny. He reminds he reminds me so much of my grandpa, Jackie Gleason. That movie, like my grandpa, really funny. He was always saying funny, random shit. That movie is so good. Showed that to my kids for the first time. They were they were like, I don't know, watch the movie in the seventies. I'm like, no, you're gonna love it. I'm like, you guys watch Star Wars, like Star Wars from the seventies, and they're like, oh, okay, okay. Dude, they loved it. They were laughing their ass. They didn't get on their phones the whole time. So, people teach your children well. Have them watch Smokey and the Bandit. Mm. It is available on Amazon. Prime. I
0: mean, you got Burt Reynolds, you got Sally Field, you got Jerry Reed yeah. and Jackie Gleason.
1: Such a great movie. Mm.
0: Well, I don't know, you know, who's supposed to maybe producer Aaron is supposed to, you yeah. know, renew the car warranty. I I'm don't not know. Sure. But we'd love to hear from you guys and, and love to do this more often. All you gotta do is call us. The Bad Crypto Hotline is open twenty-four-seven. Doesn't matter where you are in the world, what time it is, you can call 708 885 Ninety thirty, and leave us a voicemail about whatever you want to say, whether you got feedback, criticism, and complaints. Actually, let me give you the number to the White House. If you have any criticism or complaints, call them instead. Um, or you have any requests or you have any questions, or you just want to talk about, you know, how your your favorite corn dish. We're mm. good with that.
1: <sighs> Mr. Bandit, I gotta say, you the goddamnest pursue I ever did pursue. <laughs> And now that we got these pleasantries out the way, where are you, you some bitch? <laughs> Who's
3: there?